0: Listen, I'm really not all that, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) The God in me is. The God in me is more than that. Uh, It's amazing to me. um, Even before two weeks ago, I believe it was when I was asked to speak, I'd been feeling this stirring of... And, you know, like, Lord, I can't really put my finger on it. What is it? And uh, I've been, I've read this book through twice and reading it through again. And I've shared before, sometimes I open up pages and read them and said, Lord, did I ever read this? I do not remember reading this. And uh, I got stuck on this page. Actually, there was two of them, but this one. And this is what I I really. We've heard this message already this morning a great deal, and it's about faith. Now, I do want to say one thing. Scripture says, "Faith, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love." So above everything, it's love. But the scripture also says without faith it's impossible to please God. One of the places it says that Enoch walked with God and he was translated and it was testified before that he was a friend of God and that he had faith in God and it says without faith it's impossible to please him but it says that he pleased God. Now the title here is, The Unsurpassed Intimacy of attested Faith. The Unsurpassed Intimacy of Tested Faith. Faith without test really is not faith. The Bible says in James, the trying of your, well, James is a little different wording, but it says that, the trying of your faith works patience. Uh, in here it says that faith without conflict can never be a personal, intimate possession without conflict. Who likes conflict? You guys like conflict? But without it, your faith will never be your personal possession. Faith tried. You know, it says that faith, our faith is more precious than gold that perishes. But it also says your faith is tried as by fire, that it produces, it produces the glory. I was just like we've already heard, agonizing over what is going on, what is happening, what are you saying, what are you doing. And the one thing I really believe is just like we've already heard, it's not only the body, it's really for you individually as a person. God, his whole desire forever It said that Jesus, the reason he came was to bring many sons into the kingdom. Father wants children. He wants children. He wants relationship with you that is between you and him that cannot be shaken. You know, one of the lines in this book, it says that, and this is going to give you a lot of encouragement that your faith will be tried until the day you physically die. So at 71 years old almost, being 28, I can tell you my faith still gets tried and tested. But you know what it does? It says it makes you stronger. It makes you stronger. You know, there's a, a, a tropical storm. It was a hurricane that hit the Carolinas, and a lot of stuff is going on a lot of trying, a lot of, a lot of things. And yesterday I was praying, and I heard the Lord said, I want you to be a place of refuge. I want you to be a place of refuge. I want you to be a place that people who are in trouble, who are in turmoil, who, who are at the end of the rope, I want you to be a place they can come to, and you can give them hope. And how can you do that? I, um, I have a grandson. In fact, actually I have two grandsons who have finished the marine basic training, and one of them served four years. But my grandson, Brandon, a week ago, Friday, finished his marine basic training. Twelve weeks he went through training that, was not pleasurable. They train you spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and at the end of the 12-week period, you go through what's called the crucible, which is the combination of all of that stuff put together. I believe it was a 24-hour, 50-something hours. Very little sleep, very little food, and it is the hardest thing In fact, I talked to Brandon. Uh, He had called his dad. Uh, We were at my shop, and Russell and I happened to be there in the break room, and he called his dad after he had completed it. And I asked him something, and he said, Papa, I don't want to ever see no sand the rest of my life. I don't want my face in that mud no more. But we watched a video of some of the guys who got through with that. And when they finished it, they put in their hands a signia of the United States Marines. And I saw the face of this young man, tears dripping off his chin, because you know what? His fate had been tried, and he made it, and he is now a United States Marine. The Bible says Jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set before him, and that joy was for you and me to stand in our faith and be a refuge for somebody who does not know him. We have a, uh, a niece, great-niece, and uh, this past, last Saturday was our family reunion in Macon, and And she showed up, her and her mother. And they hardly ever come. Hardly ever. Uh, And afterwards, she started texting my wife, Carol, about some situations she was going on in her life. Some struggles that she was going through. Even to the point that really they didn't even have food. Carol sent her a little bit of money. And she began to talk to my wife. And toward the end... One day last week, my wife said to her, Are you ready? Are you ready to receive Jesus? She said, Yes, Aunt Carol. You know what my wife was? A place of refuge. She was a place of refuge. And you know why? Because she's been tested. My wife has been tested. Carol and I, you may look at us and you may see what we are and may even think (laughs) more of us than what we really are. But we did not get here yesterday. This was over testing. This was over time. I remember eight years ago, my wife had a ten years ago. Eight years ago. My wife had a cancer, a seven-pound colon cancer, to the point that when we took her to the doctor on Saturday, he said, tomorrow we're operating on you. And we were in the operating room, or not in the visiting room, whatever, and my sister Ina, she said, you don't have to worry about Carol. Carol knows her Jesus. Carol is prayed up. You don't have to worry about Carol. The minute they took the cancer away, we have a nephew who was the doctor's assistant. He said, Aunt Carol, the minute we removed this, we saw your colon start to heal. My wife has been tested. She is a place that people go to. And God wants that for every single one of you. It means you will be tested, but the testing is to make you strong. God don't ever do this to break you. He don't do this to hurt you. He does this because every time you go through a test and you overcome, you become the stronger. You become stronger for it. We are going to become stronger for it. We are. God has a plan. He has a purpose, and he has never changed his purpose. God knew this day was going to be here before he formed the world. He knew all of us. And let me tell you something. It ain't just happening right here. It's happening in the world. It's happening all over the world, the body. Just like you said, God is calling out to us individually, and he says, I want to be your God. I want to be your God. I want you to be able to stand. I don't care what comes, what goes. I don't care if you understand anything. You know, several years ago, Ina and Barry were here in Tifton, We were living in Jacksonville, and there were some things going on, and they were ready to be thrown out of their house. And my sister Ina said, Lord, I don't understand this. I had a house. I feel like you said to come here. What is going on? And I was in Jacksonville reading this very Bible right here. And I said, God, this is truth or it's a lie. And if this is a lie, I'm throwing it in the trash can. And the spirit inside of me said, son, you know it's truth. You know it's truth. And I said, Lord, I make a deal today or I make a covenant or whatever. If I never, ever understand what you do, what's going on, your word is truth. It ain't about your word, it's about my understanding. Your word is truth, I don't care. I've laid at the feet of a man who had cancer, praying for him. We anointed his house, we anointed everything, and the man died of cancer. Now, of course, he's in the presence of Jesus Christ because he was a saint. He's in the presence. But will I quit praying? Will I quit praying? Will I quit trusting? Never, never. I don't care what comes, what goes, I made up my mind. I don't care. God, you are God. You are good. You are so, so, so good. And you are always chasing me down with your goodness. Psalms 23, surely goodness and mercy has followed me all the days of my life. Have I had some struggles? Yeah, I've had some struggles. I lived in Detroit. I worked in some blizzards. I've had my car break down, have to walk home. I've, I've been caught in the rain. and the, I've been through some stuff. But surely, goodness and mercy has followed me all the days of my life because I have known there's a God. And I have known that he loves me and he created me for a purpose. I was a little kid in Kentucky, probably seven years old. And I can remember, I've shared this story many times, but I can remember our house was between two mountains, and I can remember facing this mountain and saying, I know there's a God in heaven, and he created me for a reason. He created me for a purpose. I have never not known that there's not a God, that he has not created me for a purpose. Now, have I ever, have I ever looked up and said, Lord, is, all the, is this real? Is this real, or is this just in my mind? The Bible says Jesus was tempted by every temptation as is common to man. So that means one time in his life he had to have said, is this for real or is this all in my mind? Or the Bible's a lie and the Bible's not a lie. So I know one time he had to do that because I've done it and I'm sure you've done it. But to know that you know, that you know, that you know. You know, the one thing in here it talks about, it talks about your, your faith versus your common sense. You know, common sense and faith are not the same thing. In fact, it says common sense will flat out contradict your faith. It will tell you this is all a lie. But common sense Mm -mm. The thing that lives down inside of me, you know, it said your faith is more precious than gold. You know, they can take gold away from you. They can take possessions away from you. But something that's in you? Mm -mm. You know, Henry Ford one time, he was asked, he said, what if you lose all this? He said, I'll just start over again because you can't take my know-how. You can't take my know-how. You can't take my knowing my God. I don't care what happens. You can't take my knowing my God. You can't do that. And my whole desire today is to say to you, Father God wants to show you what is really in you. The reason why those Marines went through that crucible was to show them all this stuff you've learned in 12 weeks, it is in you. It is in you. And when they put that emblem in their hand, said, now, this is who you are. This is who you are. She mentioned Job. The whole thing about Job. He said, the thing I feared the most has come upon me. Now, God had a hedge about him. God had him protected. Nothing could get to him. In fact, Satan, Satan, I mean, this almost reads like a movie, you know, something Hollywood make it. It said when the sons of God came in, Satan came in with them. And God said, where have you been like he don't know? (laughs) Well, I've been roaming. I've been walking to and fro. And he said, uh, have you considered my servant Job? Now Job is down here on earth, living in this hedge, but with fear. And God said, "Have you considered him?" He said, "Yeah, but you got a hedge around him. I can't get to him." He said, "I'm going to take it down." He said, "But you can't touch his flesh." He lost his children. His children were all killed in a day. He lost his cows and his donkeys and sheep and all that kind of stuff. Children of God come in. Satan comes in. God says, where you been? Well, I've been walking around. He said, again, how about Job? Yeah, but you won't let me touch him. He said, okay, but you can't take his life. Now, let me ask you a question. Have any of you been covered with boils from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? Have you lost all your children? Have you lost everything you've owned? Have you? Why did God allow that? Because he wanted to destroy Job? He wanted to get rid of his fear. He wanted to eliminate the fear. Job knew God. He knew about him. And at the end, he said, but now I know him.
1: He eliminated that fear. He didn't need the hedge anymore.
0: That's exactly, that's, that's my whole contents of that verse. See, as long as he had a hedge, that's a boundary. You know that? That's a, Oh, well, this is it. i got to turn around, you know. Oh, I can't go no further. But he said, now I know God. And you know what? He could go anywhere on the planet, and he knew God. That's what he wants. That's what he wants for us. He wants in every circumstance of your life, In everything, your job, your relationships, your children, your finances, your emotion, everything about you, he wants you to know that he is your God. And there's, you know, the psalmist said, you know, if I make my bed in heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, you're there. Where can I go that you're not? And that's truth. There's nowhere he can go that he's not. He wants you, every single one of you, he wants you rooted and grounded so strong that nothing can shake you. You know, we were on our way up here years ago from Jacksonville, coming up to Inus. We were having meetings in our house, and we were listening to Charles Caps, and I won't be too much longer listening to Charles Capps on the radio. Some of you may know him. And he was preaching about the man who built his house upon the rock. And it says, the rains came and the winds came. And in this particular version, it says, they beat upon it behemothly. That means pretty bad. That means wildly. That means furiously. That means crazy. It beat upon his house. Huh? Like a hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. It beat upon his house but it could not prevail. You know what that means? That means all the force, all the force, all the power, all the might of that storm was not enough. It didn't have it in it. It's not possible. And I said, Satan, you've lost ground. You'll never get back. You've lost ground in me. You'll never get back because you might blow a shingle off. You might blow a door open, but you'll never blow this house down again. It ain't in you. You ain't strong enough. You've been defeated by my Lord, and it is not in you. He cannot defeat you. He cannot. It ain't in him. He ain't strong enough unless you let him. Unless you let him because God created you with a will. You can let him. But my desire today is to let you know that God the Father, all the testing, all the things that are going on, is to bring out in you the ability that you know that your God is for you and that the enemy cannot prevent you from being what God called you to be. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. You know, um, I would probably... um, Here it is probably right here. One thing I want you to know is God wants your faith to be your intimate possession. Your personal, you know, I'm going to, this little story, and then I'm going to read. There was a story told that there was a, a ministers convention, and the speaker was telling how that all the miracles had been done away with, and how the Holy Ghost didn't exist, and all this kind of stuff. And this little old minister raises his hand, and the guy said, "Yeah," he said, "I, I need to ask you a question." He's all right, so he stands up. Y'all have heard it. He stands up, gets out his little sack lunch, and he takes out an apple. And everybody's waiting for his question, and he starts eating his apple. And everybody, he gets done with apple, and he asks the speaker, how did that apple taste? He said, I don't know. He said, that's right. You don't have the Holy Spirit, and I do. So don't tell me. I know. God wants you to know. He wants you to know. Now, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to pray a prayer, and I want you to agree with this prayer. And it's a very familiar one. Paul prays it. And I believe that Paul had the ear of God. I believe that God listened to Paul when he prayed. I believe God that listens to us when we pray. Now, my whole desire is this. I want you to listen and I want you to agree. For this cause... I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth, that includes you. In heaven and earth are named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That's Paul's prayer. That's my prayer. That God would, according to the riches of his glory, would cause you to be strengthened with might in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts, By faith, and that you being rooted and grounded in love, one of the translations says that your roots would go deep into the soil. That your roots would go deep into the soil. Now, this is a prayer. I I am praying this prayer for you, and I'm asking you to receive it and believe it. That your roots would go deep into the soil, that you would be rooted and grounded in love. And that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, the height. And that you may know the love of Christ, which is past knowledge, common sense, past everything you know. His love is deeper and stronger. And that you might be filled, now listen to this, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God, that you might be filled with all the fullness. Now, what does all mean? What does it leave out? What is lacking? That you might be filled with all. Is that a possibility? It wouldn't be in the Word if it wasn't. That you, that we, that we could be filled with all The fullness of God, that means nothing lacking, nothing missing. His love, his understanding, his wisdom, everything that's in God, in you, that you would be filled with that, that you would walk in that, that you would know that, that you would show that to the world. That's our whole purpose, is that we would be that refuge, that the world that don't know would be able to come to you and they would see in you all the fullness of God, all the fullness his kindness, his love, his mercy, his greatness, his wonder. His wonder. His wonder. Taste and see that I am good. His wonder. And you know, out of that will follow signs and wonders. You don't have to chase them down. You don't have to make them happen. They'll just they'll happen because you're there. They'll happen because you're there, because you're full with his full, you're filled with his fullness where you go. You know, Peter, they said that they would set sick people out in the streets that when he walked by, not that he was doing, he wasn't going, he was just walking by and his shadow would heal people. He didn't make it happen. He wasn't going through some big thing. He was just walking down the street and his shadow called people to be healed. You don't have to make stuff happen. God will bring people to you. They will come to you. They will come looking for you. They will say, what is different about you? I need that. My world is falling apart. I need something that's strong and stable. I need something that's sure. That's why he tests your faith. That's why he tests it, to build your character that other people and you know what? I, I, I was thinking about this today because Paul said that when I am weak, he is strong. So, Lord, am I supposed to be strong or am I supposed to be weak? You know what he said? Paul has said, you know what? The real truth is this. I know that it ain't, ab- it ain't about me. It ain't me. It's him in me. It's him in me. It's him in me. It's him in me. So therefore, Lord, my weakness is in the fact that I know I can't do this in myself. But you in me, when I, when I think I really can't do anything, when I'm humble and I think I can't do anything, then you work through me. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that the angels, all of creation, they want to know who is this man. I'm, I'm going to stop, I promise you. <laughs> who is this man that you're mindful of him? The actual translation says you created him between us angels and you. We're in the the middle. We're not below angels. We're above angels. Who is this creature? All of creation groans for us to become children, mature, not shaken, not tossed, shaken strong in the Lord that they can have a place to come to. Now let me finish this. Hallelujah. That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now that's a prayer. That He would strengthen you with your might and in your inner man, all the way down to the fact that you'd be filled with all the fullness of God. And just like Paul, I take this prayer and I entrust it to the God. That is more than enough. To the God that surpasses everything we can imagine. It says now to Him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above exceedingly. You wanted five thousand square feet. God said, "I that that's. You can't even think this, but I can do it," and you know what. That's the beginning. That's the beginning. Who knows what he has in store for that other 5,000 feet? Listen, guys, God has a a tremendous plan for us, a tremendous plan. He has a future for us. He has, listen, when, when everything is going crazy, that's all the more reason. James said, listen, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation because the trying of your faith works with patience and patience will cause you to be mature and lacking in no thing. Okay, my- Go yeah. ahead, baby. Yes, ma'am. I am so blessed, guys.
1: <laughs> you can hold the mic. All right. This is the message. James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it a sheer gift, <laughs> friends, when, you, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. Has anybody had that? You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work. So you can become mature and well-developed, not deficit in any way. There's a purpose for all these trials. There's a purpose for all this suffering. God don't do anything without purpose. He is a purposeful God in each one of our lives. So let These things do their work. Let them be complete. Trust your father that you're going to get on. When you're going through hell, don't stop. Because you have the word of God that you live in victory. He's already got the victory. The devil is already defeated. Did anybody ever tell you that? So quit listening to him. Listen to the voice of your father. That he only has good gifts for you. And these things that you're suffering here is purpose. So remember that when you're in the thick of it. And if you need to be reminded, call me. I'll remind you. I'll read the scripture to you. There's purpose. We love you all. You're our family. So... Take this word and and chew on it and thank the Father that he's given you his word. He's given you Jesus, the living word. That's our strength and that's our hope. Amen? And he'll take care of everything else. Amen.
0: You see why I'm blessed? I'm telling you. God is good. All right, let me finish this and, and... Okay, now to him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above everything you ask or think. You know, one time I was praying, and and I was praying Psalms 27. says this, I ask, I desire that I dwell in the house of the Lord, and I would inquire in your temple. And to inquire means to ask. Well, you know you can't ask what you can't think. You can't ask something you can't think. So I was praying that, and the Lord said, you know what, son, you can't ask what you can't think, but I can tell you stuff you can't think, so why don't you just sit here and let me tell you. I said, sounds like a deal to me, you know. He said that he can do exceedingly abundantly above things that you ask or think according to the power that works within you. Unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ. How is God going to get glory? How? How's the world going to see it? If we're acting like them, if we don't have hope, if we're running around all out of sorts and fearful, how's he going to get glory? That's why he tries your faith to make you become stronger. Everything is to make you, I asked the Lord, I asked the Lord, when you defeated Satan 2,000 years ago, why didn't you throw him in the pit then? He said, I left him here for one reason, to perfect my nature in you. He said, Russell, how did you get them muscles? It's called resistance, right? He had to go to the gym, and the resistance of those weights made him strong. The resistance will make you strong, it won't destroy you, it'll make you strong. Why didn't you throw him? I left him here. See, I've already defeated him. He cannot whip you. He cannot beat you. He cannot defeat you. I've already done it. So all he's going to do is make you stronger. And it says, unto him be glory through the church by Christ Jesus. Throughout all ages, this is something I just saw the other day, world without end. End. World without, you will never end. You don't end. You don't ever end. We don't end. Those of our loved ones that are in heaven, you know, we say they're dead. No. They're more alive. They're already there. World without end. You, what he has for you is for the worlds without end. You will be, the Bible says we are trophies. We are, we are Jesus's triumph, if you will. We are what he says. And the angels, you know, the angels, they said, what is this? He said, this is what I did. Real quick, I promise you, I'm closing right now. I promise you. I promise you. One day I was, I was the Lord was, we were having a little conversation. He said, I want to show you something. Lucifer, the most beautiful thing I ever created. The Bible says he was the most beautiful thing. That he was created, says he had gold, silver, and precious stones from earth as a covering. Said so that he had music in his throat, pipes. He led praise to God. And one day Lucifer said, and he said, Look at me. Somebody needs to worship me. And Jesus said, like lightning. When God got ready, says like lightning, Whoop, you're out of here. You think you're bad. You think you're strong. You think you're something. Whoop, you're out of here. And then he said, "This is what the Lord showed me." He said, "Now watch this. You think I can't get along without you? You think I can't make it without you? Watch." And he goes down into dirt, and he creates a being out of dirt, and he breathes his breath, and now he calls me a son. He said, I will replace you with this thing I created out of dirt. So if you want to know my self-worth, I'm made out of dirt. But God breathed his breath into me, and he calls me son. And he calls you son and daughter. And you stand. If, you know, it amazes me how people wonder why music is so powerful. You stand in his place. You stand in his place. You give worship and praise to God the Father. And Lucifer has to go. That is the God you serve. That is what He wants you to know about you. That the tries, the thing you're going through, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. It says, do not cast away your confidence. Do not, because in due season, you know what season means? There's a time. There's a time. In due season, you will reap if you faint not.